Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, all you animal people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and I thank you for tuning in today. Did you know that hundreds of thousands of animals perish in more than 1.2 million fires that occur every year in the United States? It's an absolutely staggering statistic that breaks my heart. Well, there is a brand new technology that has been developed that will hopefully change these numbers for the better, and I have invited Paul Gravy from Buddy Rescue to the program to explain it all in just a minute. Then, after our halftime break, Marianne Dell will be stopping by to talk about warm weather safety tips for our pets. It's always really good to go over these hints, so I hope you'll stay tuned right here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining us now is Paul Gravy from Buddy Rescue. Welcome to the Pet Place, Paul. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here on National Puppy Day. National Puppy Day? (laughs) Every day is National Puppy Day. What are you talking about? Well, today is actually the official National Puppy Day. I just found out this morning myself. Ah, okay. Well, the reason I actually wanted to speak with you this morning was I read this amazing pet uh, release, press release, pet press release, that's hard to say, from Paul. (laughs) Say that three times fast. And it was about a new application that people can use to help protect their pets when there are fires and they're not home. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, Buddy Rescue is an app and uh, smart technologies that I've invented and patented and we're developing that rescues pets from fires. Um, The idea is you you download the app, install it on your smart device, and you'll actually, uh, in one iteration, we have numerous iterations of how the app can function depending upon the living situation. And I can talk about each of those, but let's say in the the normal home condition where you you could have um, download the app and pair it with say smart smoke detectors. There's several companies out there that make smart smoke detectors. Okay. And then there's several companies out there that make uh, smart pet trackers. Like Tag makes a smart pet tracker. And then what we've patented and invented are smart uh, door systems that are connected. So. What would actually happen is if you're not home and your smart smoke detector goes off, then you'll be alerted in our Buddy Rescue app, and you can initiate a rescue, and what it'll actually do is detect where the pet trackers are. Mm -hmm. If the pets are actually in the house, then it will initiate the door systems, which will actually unlock, unlatch, and then push the door open. Wow. Yeah, and emit an audible alarm that you train the pets then to exit that door, and then, and then it'll actually then, once the pets are outside, it'll know because the pet trackers are outside, it actually pulls the door back shut and relocks it to cut off the ventilation of oxygen to the fire. Wow, that is some technology. How long did it take you to develop this? Well, we're still working on it. It's going to take us probably three to four more months. Okay. Um, and then we're hoping to release it this summer. 
So we're really excited about that. Right now what we're trying to do is just raise support and awareness for what we're doing. Okay. Now, in the press release that I received, there were some pretty staggering, heartbreaking statistics about the numbers of animals that are killed in fires every year. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that. Yes, it's very sad. Um, You know, most pets are left at home alone during the day, and um, so a lot of times they they die of smoke asphyxiation long before help can arrive. And um, so our our goal is to, you know, put the systems and technologies in place to keep that from happening. They estimate no one knows really exactly because um, they don't track pet deaths like they do um, human deaths Mm -hmm. in fires, Mm -hmm. but uh, just based on the estimates that 60-some percent of households have pets inside, and based on the 1.6 million house fires a year, uh, the estimates go anywhere from, you know, a few hundred thousand all the way up to I've seen as high as 600,000. Wow, that's heartbreaking. That's every year. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a tragedy that um, that no, never needs to happen again. I mean, it's it's a shame, and smart technologies in our app can prevent it. So. And and like you said, most pets die of smoke asphyxiation before help can get to them. With the Buddy Rescue, is there a, a method where you could contact a neighbor who happens to be home who can help your pet out in case you get the alarm? Yeah, that, that's a, another iteration of the app is if you if you don't have, um, say, the smart door systems or it doesn't make sense in your living situation, maybe you're in a high-rise uh, living situation. Mm-hmm. So in such a, a situation when, um, when a 911 call comes in that there's a, there's a fire at your address or your smart smoke detector goes off, then the app and our technology would automatically look for smart devices in, right in the vicinity of your address. So it might be some neighbors, it might be some people just walking by, or it might be some neighbors in your building oh. that, you, that then would be notified that you have pets inside. And then there's several iterations of how the rescue could take place. Let's say you didn't have the smart door system actually open the door, but you had the smart door system that would unlock the door. So when what could actually happen is the app could just unlock the door so that people right in the vicinity could at least open the door and get your pets out. Wow. Or it could give them other instructions, like maybe you hit a key somewhere or maybe there's a window that they can break uh, and call for the pets to get them out. So, and all that you could put in the instructions in the app for you know, what to do in the case of an emergency, and that message and alert would only go out to people you know, in the event that there's actually a 911 call or your smart smoke detector is going off. So it might be a good idea then to network with all your neighbors ahead of time, have them all install the app so that you're all working together. That way, whoever happens to be home in the event of an emergency, when the app starts giving off the alarm, they can race over to whoever's house it is and get the pets out. Yeah, that's exactly the idea. It's kind of pet lovers unite, right? Yeah. And, um, so I get the app and then the, and I register my pets and subscribe to the app, and then the first thing I'm going to want to do is go tell all my neighbors and friends about the app and that I've registered my pets and that I'd like them to get the alerts in the event of a rescue. If for whatever reason they don't want to install the app, um, then you can simply, in your version of Buddy Rescue, register their uh, smart device phone number, uh-huh. and if, even if they don't have the app, they'll get a text alert in the event Oh, of good, excellent. So, yeah. So, but if they, but if they want to download and install the app, then of course they can get all the features of that as well, including the alerts. Now, are you also working with fire fire departments so that information can be sent on to fire department personnel to let them know that there are animals inside a home that has an emergency? Yeah, that's what makes our company really unique. Our company is called Vinelight, 
And Buddy Rescue is the product, so we call it Buddy Rescue by Vinelight. But we also, for many years, we've had a product called Fire Intelligence, which is a software system we sell to fire departments that provides chiefs um, with data analysis of how their fire department is performing. And so that's how Buddy Rescue came into existence. I was sitting, working, and pondering our software that, that today works for fire chiefs. And uh, Brewski, my chocolate lab, who's a fetching machine, um, whenever he gets sick of me working, he does his very subtle hint, and he drops his tennis ball on top of my keyboard. <laughs> and um, it was in that moment when he dropped his tennis ball, and I was thinking about our fire intelligence system, that the light bulb went off, and I had the idea for uh, putting Buddy Rescue together, a system and an app that you know would rescue pets from fire. So that's how it, that's how it came into being, is because we, we already have these existing systems with fire departments, and that's why we'll be able to... Uh, we already have systems in the fire department, so when the 911 call comes in, um, we will get the address and everything. We'll match that up with our Buddy Rescue database, and we'll be able to know if there's any pets you know, registered at that address and then do the search for smart devices in the vicinity of that address. So that's how that all will work with the 911 systems. And then if you have the smart system and it automatically rescues the pets, then we'll be able to communicate back to the fire department that you know the pets are safely outside, which is great because now the fire you know, we're saving firefighters, too, because now they don't have to put themselves at risk going into a burning house or building looking for the pets, right? Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That's a great idea. And then also, will animal control be alerted so that, if necessary, they can temporarily take the pets into safe custody until the owners get home? Well, we're hoping that the neighbors and friends that will be alerted will kind of take take that role. Okay. Because um, okay. they'll be right there in the vicinity, and hopefully they can get the pets. If you have the smart systems and um, it releases the pets automatically, then the nice thing is if you have the smart pet tracker, then the app will automatically you know, track the pets so you can pick them up on your, on your way back home. One would assume you'd be racing home if you found out sure. your home was on fire and the <laughs> pets were outside, right? Unless so, you work uh, an hour away and there's always traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the pet trackers would uh, let you know where the pets were, and, of course, uh, the app will notify all your neighbors and friends yeah. hopefully somebody can safely get the pet uh, somewhere safe while you get home. So that's very cool. Do your pets, therefore, need to be wearing a special ID collar with a special tag on it if they're going to have the pet tracker? Yeah, if they have the pet tracker, there's there's a couple different companies that make them. One's called Tag. Um, there's one called Whistle, and there's another one called Paw Trackers. Okay, so uh, they all integrate with your system then. Right. That's where our app works is, is any smart smoke detector you buy, any smart pet trackers you buy, uh, smart door locks like Goji, they'll all just integrate with our app to create this smart uh, pet rescue ecosystem. Wow. It, the only thing that we're developing that isn't already out there, uh, besides the app, of course, is the actual door system that will push the door open and then pull the door back shut. Okay. Uh, that, that's our big piece because the smart door locks are great, but they unlock the door, but the pet's still trapped inside because the door still latched and right. it's not open. Wow. Now, how do you push forward with a great idea like this? I mean, you have to develop pro prototypes. There's a whole process. There's fundraising. How is that process for you? Yeah, it's going. It's exciting. I mean, we've hired ad development companies, and we've been working through the code. Um, so that's been a learning experience for me because this is my first uh, app development um, venture. I've, I'm a database guy by trade, so uh, but this has been fun. I've learned a lot about app development already, and, and we're uh, we're busy getting at it. What we're doing right now is raising awareness, getting the support out there from the pet-loving community, and um, and raising some funding. Uh, so we're busy with all those things as well. 
And then we hope to have a big, huge uh, summer launch and really get this out there into the pet community. The response we've received from the pet lovers that we have reached out to and been in touch with has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, and I've just I've heard some stories from people that have lost pets in fires that have actually brought me to tears, and Aww. they're so excited about what we're doing um, because you know they've been through this tragedy firsthand. I know. Wow. It's so terrible to you know lose all your your home and your possessions and then lose your fur fur children too. So. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine that. Where can our listeners get more information on on Betty Rescue? Yeah, they can go to our website, um, vinelight.com, so it's V-I-N-E-L-I-G-H-T, and um, we have on that website, there's a link to go to Buddy Rescue or a link to go to the fire intelligence side, so it'll be obvious to click to, uh, for pet lovers, and click to the, uh, Buddy the, loving, the Buddy Rescue side of our company, right? Awesome. This is just amazing technology, and if it gets utilized to its fullest, I see all the sad statistics that we talked about earlier being reduced dramatically. So thanks for working on such a great project and for telling us all about it today. Awesome. Thank you. It's been been fun. Very good. And we need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Marianne Dell has some hot weather hints to give you all, so stay right where you are, and we'll be right back on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show. And with us now is our very special Pet Place friend. It's Marianne Dell, who happens to be the editor of the Orange County Register's Pet Pages and an animal behaviorist and our book reviewer and an animal rescuer. And there are so many things. What if I left out, Marianne? <laughs> Mother of Jitterbug, my darling little dog. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Jitterbug's mom. <laughs> yes. Although just because I like to make it clear to people, I actually don't call myself a behaviorist because I don't actually have that title. Oh, okay. I have none of those certifications. I like to say behavior expert. Oh, okay. I so will. I don't mislead in. people into thinking I'm someone who can wave my magic wand and make problems go away. Well, you <laughs> kind of do. <laughs> You're pretty amazing at all the work you do with animals. I'm oh, always Oh, thank you. And one of the reasons that I've asked you on the show today is we've been having some strange weather in in California. It goes from being rainy and cold to being ridiculously hot in the uh, mid-90s to 100s. And what should we do to make sure our pets are comfortable and safe in this wacky spring weather we're having? Isn't it awful? Yeah. I bet a lot of listeners out there are perking up and saying, my dog's scratching like crazy. Yeah. Well, mine certainly are. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like flea season is already in full swing. Although most people aren't finding any fleas. No. Which is interesting. Yeah, that and, is true. You know, I think we often... When dogs start scratching, and I suppose cats too, I just don't have any cats with me right now, mm-hmm. um, we tend to think, oh my gosh, he's got fleas. Well, it's not necessarily true. Dry skin can make them itchy. Oh, okay. So all of this dry, windy mm-hmm. weather that we're having, that's the problem. It's not fleas. Well, it can be. Okay. Um, you know, without looking really well and checking your dog out or your cat. And that's, of course, a really good reason to groom your animal at least once a week. 
When you say groom, does that mean a full-on bath? Not necessarily. Um, for some animals, bathing that often can be bad for their skin. It can actually dry it out. Okay. And if you have an animal who doesn't like being bathed, well, why put them through that stress? And no doubt yourself, too. Yeah. Trying. We've all seen the cartoons of trying to give a cat a bath. <laughs> Or read those things that remove claws from your hand. Yep, yep. <laughs> so why put both parties through that? Mm-hmm. But uh, I would brush or comb, um, do a real good, even just petting like massage, and run your hands over the animal's body. This way you can find lumps and bumps that shouldn't be there. Or um, burrs, because or, there are yes. already a lot of burrs that are showing up in the parks and those things are just horrible. If you have a, a fluffy dog with a dense, curly coat and they get fur around their, their paws and their paw pads, those things just wedge in and get in there, and they cause terrible problems. Yes, they do. And the other thing that is no doubt going to appear earlier than we'd like it to this year is foxtails. Oh, yeah. yeah. And those little things are really nasty because of the way they are designed. They can actually, if they get stuck in an animal and touch the skin, they actually create little channels and dig into the skin. Yep, and it's a one-way direction, uh-huh. too. Uh-huh. Yes, and if one gets in there, you're quite possibly looking at surgery to get it out. Oh, yeah, that's really horrible. They get infected, they're so painful, and they can get into ears also, which causes terrible problems. I've also seen them or heard of them being in noses and eyes. Oh, wow. Yeah. They are a really, really nasty thing, and it's really important if you have a favorite field or lawn or yard where you'd like to run your dog, Mm -hmm. go check it out first and make sure there's no foxtails in it. It's really not worth it. Nope, that's for sure. Maybe you should start switching over to a beach at this point, Mm -hmm. go to the sandy beach. Are there any things you have to be careful of at a beach where dogs are allowed to go? Well, they can get sand in their eyes just like we can. Okay. Uh, Running, if a bunch of dogs are running and they kick up sand, they can get sand in their eyes. So a lot of people will laugh at this, but if I had a dog I took to the beach routinely, um, I would acclimate it to doggles, which are the goggles. (laughs) Okay. Um, The other thing, you don't want to have sun damage to the eyes, which they can have just like we can. Or if they have a little nose that doesn't have a lot of pigment, should you put sunscreen on? Yes, absolutely. And read the ingredients because it's going to get licked off. Okay. So you want to make sure it's something that's non-toxic to them. All right, that makes sense. Are there any special sunscreens that you could get at pet supply stores that are made for dogs? You know, I don't know. Um, I've not had occasion to look into that. Okay. Um, But it would be, I'd love to know if there's anyone out there who sells stuff like that. Please let us know. Write into us at the pet place and we'll get that information out. How about salt water? Is that bad for their skin? Um, I don't think any more than it is for us. That's a time when you do want to do a bath. Okay. After they get out of that, get them home. Or it's a pity they don't put showers for dogs at the dog <laughs> beaches like they do for people. Oh, you can always use the human showers, <laughs> I guess. If you can sneak in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you want to rinse your dog down really good. And um, I would probably go ahead and shampoo okay. to get all that salt and, and salt water out of there first. Same thing if you if your dog likes to swim in a chlorine pool. 
Oh, okay, okay. Do do we have to take special precautions with our eyes and chlorine? I know that if I go into a pool that's heavily chlorinated, my eyes just kill me after a while. Should we put uh, special drops in their eyes to kind of coat them? You know, I don't know. Um, about that for sure. I've seen an awful lot of photos of dogs underwater and they actually open their eyes. Yeah. And uh, I know a lot of dogs that go into pools routinely and play fetch and Mm -hmm. they don't seem to have any problems. I don't imagine saline drops afterward would hurt, though. Okay, okay. And there's always doggles. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Unless they're diving dogs. They might fall off if they're doing diving. That's true, and that would probably... um, you know, kind of retard their their ability to jump as far. Wind resistance. Yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> Wouldn't break the world record if they're wearing doggles. Right. But actually, that's not a worry because that's fresh water that they put in those pools, and I do not believe they chlorinate it because they're just up for a day or two. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So and I'm, let's talk a little bit about ticks. I mean, you talked about checking over your dog's fur really well after you go play in a park in a grassy area. I mean, with... The weird weather we're having, I suspect this is going to be a bad season for ticks. How do you find whether or not your dog has picked up a tick? How do you look over your dog really well? You must do a very, very good examination, and if you feel anything that's a little bump, part the hair and look at it. And if it has little legs on it, it's tick. And if the tick, the the ones that are actually swollen, I learned this at one of my vets last summer, um, the ones that are, you know, have been finished eating are very easy to get off because they're full and you can just kind of pinch them and take them off. The other ones are a little harder. Um, there are tools out there you can use. There's something called a tick key, which you slide under the tick and can pull it off. You want to make sure you get the whole thing. Okay. I always heard that you can sometimes leave the head embedded in your pet's skin, and that's a whole other problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's why the tick keys work pretty well, because they're small enough to catch the head. Okay. There was a, uh, this is probably one of those old wives' tales. Um, You could burn them off. Don't do that for obvious reasons. Um, you don't want to catch your dog's skin or fur on fire. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about alcohol? I heard an alcohol swab, a, a Q-tip or something that has alcohol on the end, that will cause them to back up and I've, out? I've never had much luck with that, but I have heard that also. Okay. Um, I generally stick to either my fingers or the tick key. Okay. Um, and then you want to, of course, say bye-bye to the ticks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can get rid of them. Absolutely. That's not even a question. Yes. <laughs> Unlike fleas, too, ticks will not come off necessarily in a bath. Oh, fleas, you okay. can, fleas will often wash off when you wash the dog. Uh-huh. Um, that's not to say that others won't climb back on immediately after, and washing does not guarantee you have killed them. Mm-hmm. Um, although, if you put a little bit of Dawn in the water, I wouldn't use it to wash your dog, that stuff coats the fleas and apparently coats their exoskeletons so they can't, um, if exoskeletons are what they have. I'm not a flea aficionado, so. Okay, okay. So a little bit of dawn in the water. So if the fleas come off, then the dawn in the water will make them so that they won't be able to get back onto your dog. Yes. Okay, that's very good. And when you're searching for ticks, unfortunately, Ticks like to get into warm areas, so a lot of times they'll go right underneath your dog's 
tail or in armpit or leg pit areas, um, maybe underneath their ears if they have floppy ears, anywhere that's kind of warm, that's where they're going to go. So it's it's not especially fun trying to find where these ticks have gone, but it's so important to check. And then what about the diseases that ticks carry? What do people do? I mean, should should you take your, your pet to a vet if you've discovered a, a tick on your dog? I mean, what are our worries? You know, that's um that's a little a little tough. Mm-hmm. Um because I don't there are some diseases. Dogs can get Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. There is a vaccine out there. I'm told it's not very efficacious, and I don't think it's a huge problem in our area here mm-hmm. in Southern California, so I would be disinclined to give it to my dog. Okay, so uh, just make sure you clean it really well, maybe put a little uh, neosporin on it, possibly? Just um, maybe sure. in case there's a little bit of infection. Um, okay. That would be something to talk to your... I would highly encourage people to talk to their vets about okay. and see what their vets recommend because, of course, I'm not a medical doctor. So. Absolutely. Well, Mary Ann, as always, you have great advice about animals, and I sure appreciate you're able to eke out some time for us today, and I thank you so much. You are welcome, Marie. It's always a pleasure. We need to take our last break of the day, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Now, last weekend, if you tuned in, you heard an interview about the upcoming Pet Expo. It will be taking place April 10th through the 12th from about 10 to 6 each day at the Orange County Fairgrounds. It's the world's largest pet and pet products exposition, and as I've mentioned before, the best thing about Pet Expo OC is that shelters and rescues from all over Southern California bring beautiful, adoptable pets to the fairgrounds, and you can adopt one. And while you're there, you can enjoy fabulous pet-related entertainment, educational seminars, and shopping for toys and treats for your four-legged and furry or feathery or even scaly pets. They pretty much have everything under the sun at Pet Expo, and if you love animals, this is the event for you. And as usual, I'll be there in the Pet Place booth, so be sure to stop by and say hello. I always love meeting you faithful listeners. For more information, visit www.petexpooc.org. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also find us on Facebook. We're listed under Pet Place Radio, and that's all one word. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.